Good evening, and welcome to Mile High Podcast. As always, we're your hosts tonight. We'll be telling you tales of drugs, pop culture, and using the word fuck a lot. Now remember, marijuana can be dangerous. Don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But subscribe. Happy Rosh Hashanah and uh, welcome to the Mile High Podcast. That was not, uh, that wasn't even a joke. Sunday is the Jewish New Year's. So uh, we are doing our episode six, five? I think it's six. I think it's six. So we're going to call it episode six, uh, the one where they all smoke weed. That's in reference of 25 years of friends and everything. Uh, I am James Thomas. I am here. Joined, as always, after my bong hit, with uh, my buddy Dave. Hi, we have two microphones today. I don't know which one to speak into. You can speak into anywhere. It should pick up absolutely everywhere. And our third person at the end of the table, who so nicely stepped in for Chris and just stayed around until Chris gets back, we've got Nancy here, who also just took her bong grip. Nancy, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Oh, doing very well, doing very well. Uh... We have uh, we have a we have an outline, and so I have to bring this up because Dave and I are like <laughs> the odd couple of this whole thing. Like the Felix and Oscar. Like Dave has an outline. He's got notes. He's absolutely one hundred percent prepared. And I just stumble in like, "Hey man, what are we doing? This is really cool." Nancy loves the notes. Nancy's <laughs> all prepared. I am. I am literally the only one who comes in here like, "Hey man, are we doing a show?" Um, so, yeah, we have a lot to talk about this week. There's a lot of interesting things. First, we are taking kids from a bong, which we have not done on this show yet, which is super exciting. I went to, oh shit, it was Rocky Road. Was it the last place open? It was the last place open. It was 11.30, and I went, and they had absolutely no deals, but I paid for it. I got Pineapple Express. It's, uh, I've had their strain. The Pineapple Express is actually really good. You yeah. know what? I think it's just the Aurora location. I kind of like the Thornton location. I don't like their prices or anything else about them, <laughs> but I like where it's located. So it's very simple and it's open late. That's it. I mean, it's that's what it is. So yeah, we're taking hits of Pineapple Express, <laughs> and uh, which is one of the best fucking stoner movies of all time. Really, I really? love fucking love uh, Pineapple Express. I Finish it. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. James Franco in that is so unbelievably good in that movie. James Franco is one of the only stars, I would say, one of the only new age stars where I cannot always finish a movie that he is part of. I did not finish. I finished Pineapple Express over time, but I could not finish it on my first sitting. And the same thing happened to This Is The End. I and I should love that movie. It's got Craig Ferguson. It's got it's got Jonah Hill. It's Got an amazing, an amazing cast. Yeah. But I just. Yeah, it was a great three quarters of a movie. And then the end was pretty silly. But, you know, I thought it was a great movie. I love, you know, all the Seth Rogen shit. Um, You know, we're a podcast, so we got to throw it up to Seth Rogen, who uh, is like, I guess our generation's Cheech and Chong, or I guess not our generation because we're old as fuck. But the new generation, Seth Rogen. Speaking of. Not yeah. new generation either. <laughs> yeah, speaking of new oh, generation. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and uh, actually Nancy told me about this. 
Nancy, tell us about, this is some gangster shit, you want to talk about old-time smokers, tell us about Snoop Dogg and his tweet about Martha Stewart. Oh, okay, so there's this rapper, Takashi 69 he's been in the news, and he's like cutting deals basically and snitching on people and saying that like Cardi B is in a gang, it's crazy stuff. And Snoop Dogg tweeted out this post that basically said, like, you can say whatever you want about Martha Stewart, but she's gangster as fuck because she, what did he say? She kept it ten toes down and didn't snitch on nobody and did that time. That's my homegirl kind of stuff. So classic stoner Snoop Dogg is rocking out. They're really good friends, I think, in real life. I love Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is... It's always been great. Yeah. He's had some bad news today as well, but... Did he? I didn't... What, yeah. No, I didn't have brought it up. His grandbaby died. Oh. He had, oh. one, first of all, he had a grandbaby. So, um, but yeah, unfortunately, it was a 10-day-old baby, and it passed away, unfortunately. So, all right. Well, let's segue out of this. Yes. Right. I'm sorry I brought that part up. Right. I made you say it. Um, so... According to my outline, David. How's that outline look? It, it's, it's, it, it, it's full of bullet points? It does have bullet points, and it <laughs> keeps me on track, apparently, so I guess I'm good with this. Um, so the next thing that we were supposed to talk to is who is guesting, but no one's guesting. We can make up a bunch of people that we think are coming in the next, by the end of the uh, season, but uh, that has, we have to work out the details on that, but I... Season two, in my mind, sounds awesome. It's going to be a great season two. It, but, you know, it's season one. Yeah, the last <laughs> time that we said a guest was coming on, uh, we uh, it didn't pan out. So I, guarantee, I guarantee you Santori is an unreliable guest and everything. <laughs> so I'm going to jump on who is guesting because you brought up a lot of news, but I have to address one specific thing, and we do not talk politics on the show because, quite frankly, Nancy, Dave, and I are very... Politically the same. It would be it would be we're fast. Strongly yeah, we're strongly opinioned about about the same thing, and so it would be a fascinating and educating show for all you people out there that need to be deeply educated on that stuff. But it wouldn't be interesting. So we're not going to stay too much on that. But I will, and I won't go too detailed into what our political leanings are. But if there is a conservative out there who likes to get high, Sean, and wants to come on my show <laughs> and talk politics for an hour, we I fucking love getting stoned with conservatives and everything. So. But not to go too much on the tangent, what I what we need to bring up because it's a specific week, and is that we are in the point of the beginning of of impeachment world, a, a different step in the impeachment world, and we don't have to focus too much on why he's why we're doing it now. But everyone at this table lived through the last impeachment, and my question is, you know, we're addressing that we know what's going on. My question is, are you ready to do it again? Is it something that? You you want to watch happen again, and do you believe that like anybody else gives a shit and wants it to happen? That's such a bad question to bring up on such a great show. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know we all live through the thing. Bill Clinton yeah. blowjob impeachment, right? Um, and that didn't go anywhere. Yeah, and it just as you know, this is not going to go anywhere. If anything, he'll get impeached by the House, and then when it goes to the Senate, they won't do anything further. So. And by the time this whole thing is over, it'll be time for the 2020 election anyway. So right. it's it'll be written in the annals of history that um, 45 was you know set up for impeachment. But other than that, it's not going to be right. a Richard Nixon kind of resignation or anything like that. No, I don't see him as resigning. But yeah, no, I was just thinking, 
because it doesn't happen that much in history. And so for for us, the, for the three of us sitting at this table, to not only see it happen once, but the articles, but the working towards the articles of impeachment happening twice in our lifetime, I don't know if that says anything good or bad about how we're learning to deal with this country. I don't know if we're getting worse with it or better with it. But I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a momentous thing. You have to bring it up. It's a you know double-edged I mean? sword anyways for them if they do it, right? Because if they don't bring up articles of impeachment somehow, or at least make the effort to, then there's a certain group of their party that is not going to accept this you know, they're they're not going to accept the corporate Democrat nominee if they win and not get an impeachment. Like, they need something. But then at the same time, there's the swing votes and the conservatives who really don't like Trump. And if you go after an impeachment, that's the thing where right as an election, that impeachment will just, it'll fizzle out like the last one, right? And so it doesn't play out well for them either way. Right. So it's a battle almost of generations in some ways. If you think about it, the younger congresswomen that have been in the news a lot lately and everything. And I don't disagree with a lot of what they say. It's not anything like that. I just, I think that it's a different perspective on how to handle it. Yeah. I think it's interesting. It doesn't happen. Definitely very interesting. Right. Um, It doesn't happen that often. Exactly. But we specifically know it. Like, this is not, we're not kids who are, you know who are just seeing about it the first time and uh, have read about impeachments in history and trials like this. and But we're not old people who are dead now, who I guess... I mean, there's a whole generation of people who, like, totally remember this besides us, I guess. <laughs> that we just makes it sound more important. Well, there's some that yeah. may remember the previous one as well. Yeah. You know, and but I do want to say one thing, one. is that the first impeachment that we lived through was because the president lied about getting a blowjob. Right. Um, and he was impeaching. Apparently, nobody had a problem with that. But when we're trying to solicit help from a foreign agent to be- further our political career, that's apparently not quite enough for some folks. So, so it's, a it's, weird, a, it's a weird time, man. It's a weird dichotomy. Listen, if you lived in the 90s, I imagine if you lived in any other time, except maybe at the very beginning of our presidency, like Andrew Jackson, you know, around the Hamilton ages, around the time, like the first 10 presidents, it was probably a lot like this, but there wasn't as much news to talk about it. They were probably just all kind of assholes. And nobody, you know, what did you do? Nobody knew, you know? Yeah, do you guys ever watch uh, Drunk History? They talked oh, yeah, about that. Like, yeah. they, they would fight all the time. Um, I don't remember who it was that was running for president, but I think it was Jackson. He lied and said... One of the candidates died. He just started spreading that rumor in the news. I mean, there was no internet. Nobody sees him necessarily. Right. And they're like, oh my God, he's dead. His yeah. numbers went down, I think. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't know any better. So, you know, that's pretty fun. Okay. Um, and so, so I tangent. Probably five out of our ten listeners in the first ten minutes. No, nah, we didn't go. We, we did good. We, we cut were, that out if we just stretched it. We did no. good. <laughs> I, I think, I honestly think that no, we were. Important. It's we, absolutely important. It was funny, and we weren't too opinionated. We weren't too mean. And when we say that people are being assholes, it's assholes on both sides in Washington. I mean, I completely, yeah, you know. There is so... It doesn't matter. Right, yeah, right. This wasn't next, even on the bullet. Yeah, now see, that's... I had no bullet point yeah, about this. I didn't foresee this happening. I love that. See, David gets us prepared, and I just throw us for a loop. And that's, and that's, that's why, why we love you so much. Yeah, and that's yeah. why you're in charge here. But I, but I, then I'm going to go to the next one, and it's and the question is because uh, is how was vegas how was vegas uh, they, i guess the bullet point asks how was vegas so we got to go with the bullet point. Right, that's yes, what's that's next on the list, list. <laughs> I, i'm ready fight i did it i made it number two um 
So Nancy was also in Vegas with me at the same time. It's a cool, it's a cool city. It's a cool city for certain things. Like, so it's Vegas. Everybody knows what Vegas is. Here's what I like about how they do their weed in Vegas. One, I could take video and dispensaries and they did not care. Which you will see those videos on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Vimo. I have no idea. Everything that we have, you will see those on. But the first three, I'm sure that we have. Uh, no, you can video in dispensaries. They're very open about it. They're, I went to one called Planet 51, I want to say. It's with, it's a planet within the 50s to 55 range. Um, but they were, it was really cool. It was really big. It was really open, really spread out. It was, and they're like, listen, we are preparing for the next stage of what cannabis is going to be in this country. And I think that it involves like, a chill spot to hang out and actually use cannabis on site, which is they're probably fighting for a lot. And uh, it was just a, it was just a neat environment. They're they're trying new things uh, that Colorado isn't necessarily trying. And I'm not going to say if they're good or bad yet, but that is definitely the next step. Being on vacation in a different town, and I don't know if you experienced this, but I found that I'm still doing the thing they don't want weed to be done as much, and that is smoking it in public, around fucking everybody. They have not found a solution for that. Yeah, that's the problem, right? I don't I don't like the fact that it's like you can buy the weed, but you have to smoke it at, at, on your property. But I'm here clearly as a tourist. You know, it's on the Strip. Right. Where are you supposed to do that? I, we've been to Amsterdam, and they let you sit outside on patios and, yeah. you know, even, like, right by the canals, you know, little nice docks or whatever that you could sit on and smoke and chill. And that was a lot better than, you know, just sitting outside hoping you don't get a ticket. Because you could technically, I guess, right. get a ticket. But it was the least trouble that's going on right there right now. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I guess a regular review of Vegas would be like, you know, the New York, New York was amazing. And we had a really oh, good cool, but... The Mandalay Bay had a great pool. Well, it did have a great pool. It had a great lazy river. And it had, the, the room that I was in was amazing. I accidentally booked in a part of the Mandalay Bay that is suites only. Like, I got a great rate. And so, it, I didn't mean to, but, like, it had, like, bathrobes. I had a separate bathroom for my guests in my living room slash office. Like, it was crazy. It was very Vegas. I enjoyed that part. But, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Vegas in general, though. Because I don't want to gamble that much. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a gambler. I when I go to Vegas, it's for food most uh, mostly, um, but then just hanging out and going to some of the attractions. I yeah. I lost three dollars when I went to Vegas when, a couple months ago, and I played three dollars in a slot machine on as I was waiting for my Uber to get to the airport, and that was it. I'm not in Vegas for gambling. Yeah, no, I I don't mind gambling. That's a weird thing. Like in uh, Blackhawk, I'll you know play penny slots and. And if they had cheaper tables, I would play card table, card games there. Maybe. I don't know. I don't play a lot, but I just, I don't want to play that much either. It's like, it's too much. Boom, 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 all around you. As soon as you wake up, there's no coffee maker in your room ever. It's so frustrating. Oh, yeah, Vegas is a weird you city that wants you to pay for, coffee. like, everything. Everything. And, like, Disney does that, too, when you go to, when you stay at their resort. But they give you something. They give you a little bit. Vegas gives you... The absolutely nothing. Like they give you the bare minimum. They give you some fluff things. I think sometimes, but for the most part, of useful things that you need, they don't. 
The coffee maker had a sign on it because that suite did have a coffee maker. It's the first time I've ever seen a coffee maker in a hotel room on the Strip. And it had a sign that said that it, it was a wet bar and a stocked mini fridge and this coffee maker. And it said that if anything was like used or moved, there's a $50 service fee added to your room daily. Daily? Daily. <laughs> And I'm like, what the, f-? you know, never mind. I still ended up having, and I hate that. I want my coffee before I get dressed, quite honestly, for the day. Like, I need that. See, I think what, and Vegas has gone through, like, a few different renovations in its time when I was a kid. When we were all kids, Vegas, at a point, tried to be a, a family destination. It did not play out well. When you see hotels with pirates in front of it and volcanoes and, and like, castle-shaped and circus shapes, that was not for adults. Vegas built a lot of... A lot of these hotels are still stuff that they built in the 90s to impress family and kids. And now they're going through a different phase where they're trying to be more adult. But I truly believe that Vegas could, like, have a really cool smoke-based phase if they could figure out a way to legally allow people to smoke. Because think about it. You can do everything in Vegas. They bring you free drinks in the hotels and everything. You can smoke cigarettes in all the casinos. I don't understand why you can't smoke weed. And if you don't want them smoking in the casino... Have a, an area somewhere. And let them set them up like a fucking bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vegas, is, you're a smart town. Go in there and don't even let them bring weed in from outside. They're like, oh, no. You can't bring your own weed in here. But you can buy our weed, which is three times the price, but it's going to get you super high and chill out in this super cool area. Yeah. And then you sneak your own weed in. <laughs> After you buy one of their really expensive joints, and then you just chill out there for a while. I think you have some there. I think you need to pad that idea. Let's get some investors before somebody hears this podcast and does it. Mm -hmm. Denver will work like that. I said years ago, if you could make a chain of places that are like coffee houses, like in Amsterdam, where you could like smoke weed, you know, they would make a shit ton of money. Yeah. What would be even better, though, is, since it's not legal now, you make a chain of, like, you literally call them coffee houses, you know? And you, but you're just making it so weed-focused, and you just keep applying for the license. But imagine if you had five mile-high podcast coffee houses that right now is just coffee and not weed, but as soon as it becomes legal, you have five of them open. People only go to that place, you know? But... There's another idea for other people to make money on. There you go. All right. So, the next thing on the list, I still have my list. I'm following it. Right, we're like, what, 15 minutes in and we're uh, to number two? Yes. I'm yes. feeling very confident we're going to get through the whole thing. Oh, uh, we'll make it through. <laughs> we'll zoom through some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what did we watch this week in any new music? Um, I actually. I, I I watched because your list told me to between two <laughs> ferns the movie. I did. And I, you know, oh, no, you know what? Before we even do this, and it is going to take a long time to get through this, because what we did last week was we watched Stranger Things season three. Thank God. We skipped the end of season two. Good. And it was great. It was so much. Season two, I didn't even have to watch season yeah. two. I didn't have to look back and be like, what are they talking about? I just filled in the blanks. I was like, fine. It was great. But I have not seen the last half hour I fell asleep. Oh, no. That's like, it's such an amazing fucking last half hour of a season. I'm sure it is. Season but the so rest of fucking good. But since we were doing work for the Mile High podcast, we were super stoned and just passed out. But it, we Research. 
Yeah. We were working hard. Yes, indeed. But so glad you guys got to see it then. Now you know why everybody's talking about yes, it. Yeah. It's so much better. I said I said the best part about this season was the addition of the mall as a character and because of you are of a certain generation. Like uh, to to almost a proper level, like the picture that was shared on Facebook today was Dave and I as season one characters really and it was about riding bikes because that's fucking what you did. At eight years old, we're <laughs> all over the place. At eight years old on a bike. Right, but you look go a couple years later and then people are in the mall. And I remember malls ah oh, I the best part about that series is the mall. And you just love the mall. I do remember I, love the mall. I went we had some to good the malls mall but I remember being a preteen and a teen, and it was like, you had $20 and change for the bus, and you could get to the mall meet with your friends. Like, that was a fun day, you know? You just get ice cream and walk around and flirt with people and bump into people. <coughs> change yeah. to happen. What's the shit? Yeah. yeah. You know, when I first started going to the mall, the Roar Mall was pretty new, and so it had all the cool shit, like Chick-fil-A. It was the only place you can get Chick-fil-A. Um, and then it kind of went through this weird transition where it, it kind of went downhill. Um, I remember one of our old friends from our neighborhood got arrested there for stealing shit. And, and then it went downhill and then it had a little bit of a resurgence. And, um, you know, I used to love going to the mall. And now it's kind of a weird experience. You kind of feel out of place there now. Yeah, it really. Have you been to the Aurora Mall recently? Yeah. Before? It's weird. It's it is very weird. weird. I think the concept of the mall, I think, I think that's what... The only time I understand it is in the winter because you have to shop for the holidays and it's cold outside. So indoor shopping makes sense. <laughs> I, I I think it really, and if you look at places like Tiffany Plaza and uh, oh that one off of uh, Hampton, Tamarack Square, malls were really designed, they were designed as greeting places and meeting places for people. And at the peak of their popularity, in the time that we grew up in malls, there were people, it was just, you just went there and it was different. It was different than anything that was seen. And I and I think Stranger <laughs> Things Season 3 represented that wonderfully. So I'm a huge nerd when it comes to like Stranger Things and then also a huge fan of podcasts. And so there was a official Netflix podcast on Spotify that I listened to. And the set designers legit researched every store, even stores that were only in the mall but they were never in the show they had their shelves full of the exact products that they would have at that time with accurate price tags Weird. like you could fucking go into that mall and they can open up for business I mean they were that specific huh. everything except for the ships the chips ahoy oh um, uh, yeah the place that, yeah, they... that was like one of the only places that they made up everything else was like real down to the barcodes and shit they were using that's crazy um, I'm glad you guys saw it. Yep. Yeah, it was really, really good. But that was last week's episode, and I and brought it. Now we're thirty minutes in, and we still only finished two things. No, we're still. It's, it's happening fast now. We're moving. <laughs> speed you, is picking up. You mentioned up. between two okay. ferns. I did. Yeah, yeah, I read I it. I thought too. It was yeah. Good. I thought it was funny. It was yeah. way funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Go ahead. I <clears throat> thought there were very funny parts. I think the funniest part of that movie was actually the outtakes at the end, where he's just dealing with the celebrities. Um, but I weirdly, it's one of those shows that I, it's, okay, did you watch the, uh, did you watch the podcast? Did you watch, what, did you watch the Funny or Die videos before yeah, you saw that course. movie? Did you like them? I thought they were great. Mm. Most of them were great. 
Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Like, they're funny. I feel like he has moments, and then there's other times where he's just grasping, and it's a little awkward for me. Yeah. Um, so I, the reason I watched it was I was stupidly wanting to watch Superbad with my 11-year-old. Not remembering that the first half outer is like absolutely fucking filthy, and there's flashes of boobies, and they're all talking about like cum shots and face, and like <laughs> so I'm like, no, this is not the best movie to watch with an 11 year old. So we're like, what else can we watch? And we're like, eh, between two ferns, let's just put it on. And we watched the whole fucking thing because it was, we really enjoyed it. And it was, I thought it was really funny. I I think that I love that how much. The other actors are into it. I respect that. I feel like it's you know more of an inside joke between them sometimes. And oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that part is great. But Zach Galifianakis. Thank you. That's a hard name to say when you're Galifianakis. He's not always funny to me on his own. For me, it's the other people's mm-hmm. reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, it was pretty good. You know what we didn't do, and I want to remember before it's done. Dave, what are we smoking? So I went to Good Chemistry on Isla and Buckley in Aurora, Colorado. Um, I asked the bartender for real good chatty high, and he gave me the Lilac Diesel. It's a hybrid. So, I don't know. I'm trusting their judgment. And when I was talking to him about what I needed the weed for in this podcast, dude brought over (coughs) another person to help him out. So they're like, you know, hey, what should he get? This is what he's doing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So people are kind of, they're kind of getting the idea, and they're, you know, hopefully we'll get some people to check us out. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you. Yeah. People in Aurora. Thank you at Good Chemistry. Good Good Chemistry chemistry in Aurora. There was good chemistry at Good Chemistry. Yeah. The thing I noticed about that place, though, and it's the same with Green Solution, and it's the same play, like, with uh, Lightshade, is when we first started (laughs) buying weed, it was like, here's a glass case, and you come up, and there's one guy, and they hook you up. Now it is so corporate looking. It, you can replace a dispensary with a fucking Starbucks. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's like, like good chemistry. Yeah. yeah, you go in and there's a menu, there's LED advertisements going on, there's, you know, bumping music and shit. It's, I, mean, I mean, like, you know, they kind of lost a little bit of that homey feeling, but, you know, I, I don't mind it at all, but they used to be so much more personal, more familiar. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what happens a bit. But the weed is good as fuck, so... No taken. Um, but I gotta be honest, Breaking Bad trailer, which is the next thing on the list, <laughs> is... I've only seen the first one with, uh, what's his name, with his buddy, where he's like, I don't know where Jesse is, man, I don't know. So I haven't seen the second one. I like Breaking Bad. I don't believe that Na- you haven't seen it. No. So we haven't seen it. So I'm going to take your word because you like Breaking Bad, right? Is it a good trailer? Does, does I think Jesse- the trailer is good. Yeah, it was the way that the show ended was really, really great. Um, you know, Brian, I'm not going to have any spoilers because it's fucking, you know, it's four or five years old now. So Brian Cranston dies at the end, saving <coughs> Jesse Pinkman. Three episodes what? away. Fucking yeah, hey, dang. You had seven <laughs> years, five years to fucking watch this show. It's, I am not. Brian Cranston was just moving from Alaska. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen when he got back. Right. He just bought a gun. All right, well, I'm sorry I spoiled it. I don't feel bad. You had more than enough time to watch this show. So, um, 
you know, it, it picks up right after the events of what happened. I'm not going right. to tell you how it happens, right? But it, it, that's what happens. But it is the best ending episode of a series I can remember. It, you know, it's probably right up there. We've had a couple good ones lately, um, but fucking uh, Breaking Bad ended on a great, great way. Yeah, they did decide for this movie. Yeah, it was a good series finale ending, which. Which is great because the next thing that we're going to talk about, I we'll have a discussion on. But uh, yeah, no, I think from what I, from what I from, I read things, so I don't always hear. It. But basically, my understanding of the trailer and tell me if I'm getting it right is is basically in the beginning, you see Jesse and you hear a police radio talking about Jesse and the incidents that happened directly at the end of the Breaking Bad right. season. And then I don't know what goes on by after that, but that just that description of that trailer made me went, okay, cool. So you're just. Talking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so he's on the run from, like, the FBI, and, you know, he just got, you know, tortured by the, the fucking meth head, the drug dealer, bikers, and now he's on the run for his life, because, you know, a bunch of people died, and there's a lot of drugs around and shit, so it's him on the run, and, you know, I don't know how much Brian Cranston will be involved. I watched Breaking Bad for him, I didn't watch it for Jesse Pinkman, so that's my... You know, only drawback is it's not a Walter White story. It's a Jesse Pinkman story, but it's not going to deter me from watching it. it I part- love Better Call Saul. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that fucking show is amazing. I was even part of the first season. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk is really fucking good. He found, like, the character that he can play the best. That I believe. Yeah, that I believe. I believe that, too. Yeah. Um, from a great season finale to, uh, I don't know what you think is season finale, but a, or a bit great series finale to a... a very unquestionable series finale. Uh, Emmys, we're going to talk about the Emmys, which Game of Thrones won a lot of, but you also asked, what do you think of the season? So we're going to start with, the, what do we think of this Game of Thrones season? And then we'll talk about what we thought of who won the Emmys, because I know Nancy researched some of this, so she has probably some answers for something. I know you no, do, I too. Just up, like, yeah, so, but Game of Thrones season... I can tell you're impressed with the season. That you were just absolutely in love with it, and you have no questions. You have I no problems with the ending. To the show. You know what I'm gonna say? It all went bad when they killed Littlefinger. From Littlefinger on, something about that show. No, I didn't like him. No, I don't. Yeah, you don't like him. Don't be like him. No, I mean, I, I guess no. I don't think you mean like that was like the jump of the shark. That was the episode that for some reason after Littlefinger was out of it. Just all got super weird and like had it's such peaks and valleys. It had it had such peaks and valleys after that, and the valley was the series finale. I was very disappointed how that ended. I, I yeah, I was very underwhelmed. I accept that that's how it ended, but yeah, accept it. Yeah, I, I agree. It was but disappointing. I'm like fine. Now I just want to see what the books do instead. You know. Yeah. Good luck on that. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows if that shit will be done. He'll probably fucking die. He's not in very good shape. So he could definitely kill over at any moment. And nobody will have any fucking... The ending of the show will be the official ending because there will never be another. And he's so in-depth. I think that's part of why the show struggled to keep it together. Because you can't, you can't just sum up all that detail so quickly. You know, it's just... It's, it gets crazy and there, you realize it's just not easy to do in film style, I think, to translate that. But... I also think they got lazy on this last season in general. Yeah. I think the it's cup, a good word. The Starbucks cup, the water bottle, you know, in the scenes. And I noticed they didn't win any kind of design or production, you know, 
Nice. She brought in the damn Game of Thrones conversation. She brought it back to the Emmys. Boy for Gryffindor. All right. <laughs> Are you a Gryffindor? Um, I've taken tests and I think I was. Uh, I don't Very remember. Official tests. Yeah, well, online and personalities. I don't know. It was something pretty average and boring. A full puff. No, I was you the same as Harry Potter. Yeah, I you're was, so I was Gryffindor. Yeah. I wanted so badly to be Slytherin. I've taken that Pottermore test so many times, and every single time I keep coming up as Gryffindor. I want to be Slytherin because I feel like that's kind of who I am. I'm a Slytherin. But every time I keep coming up as a Gryffindor, so I'm just gonna embrace my my brethren. Yeah. Ravenclaw. Actually, I don't know. My I can kid check is him. a full-on Ravenclaw. So much so that I tattooed him as a Ravenclaw on my arm. Nice. Nice. That's cool. I think I have to look at my uh, Harry you Potter game. the most Hufflepuffiest Hufflepuff I've ever met. I know. I, that's not what my Harry Potter game says. Now I'm going to have to look at it, Dave, while we're figuring this out. So let's talk about the Emmys. So my take on Game of Thrones, I am oh, yeah. fine with it versus everybody else. Like... I'm okay with everything. I'm not, like, super impressed, but I'm not as, like, pissed off as everything. I'm kind of just like, eh, it's good. It's good. Yeah, accept it. Yeah. I've come to accept it. I like, no, I liked a lot of it. I liked so much of what happened before this. Dude, season. that fucking scene when Arya comes out and stabs the fucking Night King? Yeah. Holy shit, that is, like, one of the most holy shit moments of television, movies, I've ever seen. That was the most incredible fucking scene. Yeah. And then I couldn't see the rest of the whole fucking battle because it was dark as shit. Well, I think I think the most exciting thing about this actual final episode was Arya sailing off to kill people around the globe. I was like, I want to watch that show now. Why am I still watching this show that just... Yeah, why, did the, why did Dragon figure out who was bad or that the throne was why why did the fucking dragon figure that out yeah it was like a cop out ending it was yeah it makes you glad though that they ended because if you know imagine the degradation of the product you know if they extended it too much I think that's where Walking Dead is right now like if they would have stopped probably two seasons ago that show would have been epic but they're now kind of the same thing where they're trying to follow the literature but now the literature is separated so they're coming up with their own stories and the right. stories aren't working very well, and they're getting sloppy. Um, I stopped watching a while ago because I it was the same fucking story, and it was like, come on, come up with some better. Right. Yeah. Lost kind of had that happen a couple exactly. different times. You know, all yes. these shows, they, you know, following that British thing that you're talking about, I'm watching this show called Broadchurch, which is a great crime drama, British crime drama. It's done in eight episodes. And then they have two seasons, and then it's done. You know, in... Um, like so much of our content could be, um, if you just trim it off at the end, you know, give them three or four great seasons. Don't let them go into obscurity, but it's all about money. That's what they do. You said it was a British show, right? Yeah, Broadchurch. Yeah. yeah. So that's what they do over exactly. there a lot. And we tend to stretch everything out. Because it's more money that way, but it's not a better product. Even spinoffs of their shows, we just stretch into like four times as many It's syndication. That's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Fucking Friends got $500 million from Netflix to be the sole provider. I mean, it's... Yeah, Netflix is spending weird money when they have something so powerful as Disney to go up against soon. Yeah, but they can feel Disney's big cock, like, right in their butthole. I am a Ravenclaw. <laughs> that's what my I'm proud mini- of you. That's what my ministry ID says, is that I'm a, <laughs> that I'm a Ravenclaw. But it, what does your Pottermore one say? It doesn't matter. I, Pottermore, like, overrules everything. Oh, I'm I'm a wizard, you know. 
Wizards Unite clearly owns that. Um, yeah, so Facebook shoutouts. Unless you guys have, if you think of things about the Emmys that you want to talk about, any time through the rest of this podcast, you, you, know, you are tired and you got some fun yeah, facts. Well, Somebody hear some fun facts first. Okay, so here's something interesting. This year, Julia Louise Dreyfus, she um, did not win Comedy Actress, but it is the first time since Veep has ever been out. So she's won it consecutively every season, six in a row, and she holds the most Comedy Actress uh, Emmys for a female actress, and that is seven total, but only six consecutively. So she lost her streak this year. Um, That's a great show, too. I haven't watched a lot of it, but it's kind of like Bob's Burgers, where it's like really good, but I can only watch you know, a little bit here and there. Right. And I have to say, um, going back to Game of Thrones, it won main title design, which is not like a fun fact. I just noted that. And I really wanted to give it a shout-out, because even though the season was not as strong for me, I've always loved their intro. It's one of the few series intros that I have on, like, a music playlist, and I will play it. So I did. I agreed with that for some reason. I think, you know, in the end, as much as, you know, the ending was, you know, not what everybody expected, still one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. I, that will never change. You know, I think it's a great show. This year, uh, Battle of the Bastards tied with Boardwalk for the most Emmys won for the, spe- the same specific episode of a show in a drama series. And that was six awards, so they're tied now. And that was a great episode. That was amazing. That yeah. was really, really great. And that wasn't this year, sorry. No, but, but still. Super strong weed, sorry. So, those are some of the fun facts I looked up, and that was just Game of Thrones and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I did also she should have been in Game of Thrones. I want to watch great. Fleabag, apparently, because it won a shit ton of stuff. Yeah, never heard of it. was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it beat out Russian Doll, which was one of my favorite shows That was the a year. good show. I didn't finish the first Oh, no. You guys start all sorts Listen, of shit. You don't finish it. I have other shit I have to oh, do Oh, well, you think because you're moving houses, you can not watch the last three episodes of a show? Yes. That's how this works. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things I don't watch the last three episodes of. Right now, we were And then you get pissed off when somebody spoils it for your life. I, I don't get mad. I, I get it. Like, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. I just did the last three episodes of Breaking Bad. You knew that, right? No. No, I didn't, you didn't really spoil it for me. I saw that shit. It's funny. Um, or it wasn't funny. It was horrible. It was <laughs> a horrible last three It episodes. wasn't funny. No. no. <laughs> Everything went bad. So we're smoking. What did you say? It's Breaking Bad? It was, it was Broken Bad. <laughs> uh, we're smoking from Aromatherapy, which is on uh, Quebec. And it is Girl Scouts. We're smoking Girl Scout cookies. We okay, Girl Scout that makes cookies so much more sense. I was like, Girl Scouts? I don't want to be smoking Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. That sounds like a skit from, like, Whose Line Is It Anyway? All right, you're smoking Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> they just stand them outside the locker just like, hey, you know what? I hate Mrs. Johnson. I don't even want to go camping. <laughs> Anyhow, Facebook. Facebook shout out. Uh, yes. Shout out on Facebook. Good Facebook. Facebook like, I, I don't know. Uh, you wrote it down. What was it? No. It was... Um, <laughs> it's your list, man. I mean... It's checked off now. We can... <laughs> I read it. Well, it was, okay. So, no, the Facebook shout-outs, you know, to Sean Seacrest, yeah. who has been, like, one of our main supporters um, of the show since the very first day. Like, um, you know, that dude is always on everything, so I think that's cool as fuck. Yeah. And then my grandma... Hey, Sean. 
Big shout out to my grandma who's liking my shit on my Facebook Your page. Nice. So that's pretty fucking cool. And Miss Woodson, our teacher, shout out to Miss Woodson. Um, <laughs> she's liking a lot of her shit. So what a cool fucking teacher. So shout out to Miss Woodson. <laughs> See, okay. You right, had a plan for Facebook. You had a plan for that. I could, I didn't know what was gonna happen. I thought I was supposed to be prepared for that, but you were. Well, Don't worry. I just assumed that you were not prepared. Uh, what are we smoking? Strange shop experience. Hey, we covered that while we happened. See, we were way farther down this See, list. See, this is supposed to happen in the first five minutes well, of the show. This is our come organic. up several times. It's, our, it's organic. We have plenty of time to cover <laughs> it to review because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think you're going to like our review. And if you don't want to hear our spoiler review, and I think it should be a spoiler review. Yeah, it's a spoiler review, for okay. sure. So if you, you know, saw the movie in 1997, you already know what happens, but we're going to talk about how it's slightly different. Um, To review, and I'm going to let it go to you because I have a weird feeling that you're going to think this movie, I don't know, I want to to hear what your opinion is, Dave. I don't think we're going to agree on this one. (laughs) So as a fan of Stephen King, um, I liked it. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I liked it better than the first. No, I liked the first one better. Um, but there were really great parts of this movie. Bill Hader was absolutely great. He was the best um, part of it. He was the best part of it by far. There were some scenes that like people were like, you know, shouting in the theater when I'm watching it, and they're like scared, and I'm like I'm laughing because yeah. I'm like this is pretty some goofy shit. Like I appreciate that the director took. As many risks as he did. Um, I liked the movie quite a bit, but I wasn't, like, blown away with it. Um, I will say, um, part one of the miniseries is my favorite of the part ones, but this is definitely my favorite of the part twos. The, the part two of the miniseries was garbage. Okay. So I like this, gar- this part two a lot better. Interesting. Interesting. Nancy? Um, I do not find clowns scary is part of my problem. So, I get why other people do. I see the perception, but it's just not my thing. Um, there was, Are we doing spoilers? Yeah, spoiler yeah, alerts? yeah. No, we already gave a spoiler alert. I'll right. put a little but warning thing on, on YouTube Well, or I mean, something. it's not plot spoiler, but like the scene when she goes to visit the old lady at her old apartment, what's her name? And it, that old lady like turns into that ridiculous monster thing. Yeah. I don't even know what to describe her as. It's just like this old giant golem with saggy tits. Like I didn't understand that at all. I was just I was laughing. I was laughing. Yeah, like and the, this is exactly the same part. The first time I ever saw Human Caterpillar, I just ran across it like the first ten minutes in, and somehow I got stuck watching it with my brother. And it was so it wasn't it was just ridiculous. I just kept laughing. Like what is this? Yeah, that's how I felt through a lot of it. Yeah, it there's a, like much. the the Chinese restaurant when all the shit was popping out of the fortune cookies. Right. Um, that was pretty goofy. It wasn't scary, but my mom is like, that part scared the shit out of me. I'm like, eh. I guess yeah, it, was, I it wasn't, I thought it was goofy. I think there's a lot of goofy things in here. If they would put like, Sam Raimi's Evil Dead It Part 2, and if you guys have ever seen the Evil Dead movies, like, they're just goofy horror right. movies. And if they would have just said, this is a Sam Raimi It 2, and, you know, we had goofy monsters, then you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah. they're trying to play this as, like, 
this is a scary fucking movie. Yeah. And, and then Goofy Monsters. The most disturbing part to me really was the beginning scene, of course. There's always a Stephen King scene that bothers me, like, within the first 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. some bullying, beating scene. Absolutely. And it's just, it's just the most disturbing part. But I didn't even understand why they had to show us that part. I didn't get it. I mean, I understand. I guess it signaled that it was back. But... I'm just, it was just particularly gruesome for no reason. Yeah, I'm just glad they didn't have the uh, underage gangbang from uh, the book from yes. Part 1. I think that'd be a little appropriate, in, especially in this day and age. Yeah. yeah. Here's how I summarize both Ed Part 1 yeah. and Ed Part 2. Is that when I walked down into a basement, and for some reason, Stephen King's brilliant character development gets stuck in my head, the clown that I fear... Is Tim Curry? Yeah, absolutely. And so, it Not was. Not that the other guy was bad. No, he was he was fine, but he wasn't. If you would have had the Tim Curry for some reason, if it was the Tim Curry clown doing a lot of what this clown did. It'd be way scary. It would I'm be totally way yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. I agree with that. But I thought him with the kids, he was creepier than me. Maybe yeah. it's because now I'm a mom, and so. Yeah. That part is more scary in general. Yeah, they're, but. I, I think he did a good job, but Tim Curry set the bar. Like, I have fucking had nightmares of Tim Curry's Pennywise, and I'll, I, that guy made a profound impact in me when I was in middle school, was when that one came out. Like, I was freaked out about going down to the tunnels that near right. our house. I was fucking nervous about going to the shower. Yeah. I mean, like, that dude did a number on me when I was you know, 12, 13. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he did a number on all of us at that point who watched the miniseries except Nancy. Yeah, it, 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 the movie just uh, disturbs me. And everybody really likes the movie, and that is fine. And they talk about making it three. And here's yeah. the thing. No, you know what? Here's the, actually, I'm going to another way. I'm going to go this way with it. Why not? Why not take a pretty decent character that we no longer have to compare to a Tim Curry based character and put it. Really, if you were to do it, put it in the past, the 30 years before 1980-something, the 30 years before that, the 30, that that creepy clown thing probably works a whole lot better in, like, 1880 than it does even yeah. in Derry in the 1980s. You know what I mean? So I have no problem with the Pennywise character living on and everything, but I, to me, if you put the movies and the TV together, the second part was so long. I understand, <laughs> like, the... Yeah. The first, the second part of the original movie was kind of quick, but it was condensed and it got the important shit across. This one, once again, had just parts where I was like, "Why is this still happening? Yeah. Why can't this move a little faster?" Yeah. You know, so that's a great point. You know, when I was watching Endgame, it never seemed long. I've you know, yeah. I enough to where I've seen it you know five six times now. It never seemed that long. But you're right, like. You you know what's kind of gonna kind of happen like why don't they just wrap this shit up? Right. Yeah. I think it's just to be more of a vehicle for Bill Hader because that guy he didn't he didn't play Richie Tozier he played Bill Hader in that movie yeah. and that was by far the best part was fucking Bill Hader in that movie. He was great. Yeah. He definitely kept it going for me. I but, love him in general though. Uh, that and I I don't mean this um, with hyperbole or anything but he could really get an Oscar nomination for that performance. I think that was that good. He won't because it's a scary movie. They don't like the, those kind of yeah. movies. He won but an he Emmy. Huh? Did Bill Hader win, win an Emmy for... That show. Oh, I didn't write that one down. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's called Barry, and that's a really good show too. Yes. I don't. I, there's so many good fucking shows, man, that I can't get to them all. That is so much shit. And some like we're trying to watch Carnival Row, which is a great fucking show, but we can't sit down and watch it. There's it. too much shit. Yeah. Yep. This is true. And then you go to comfort like like with people do with food. You're like, fuck yeah, I'll just watch this movie that I really like. Or I'll just watch this show. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you end up you end up back at comfort because the sh- the sheer idea of starting something that you're not gonna be able to finish is exhausting. Because in the back of your mind you're like, damn, I have to finish that one day. <laughs> you know, like I will see the end of I'll see the end of Better Call Saul one day. Because I started and I got like seven episodes in, I'm like, fine, one day. Ten years in the future. Yeah. But the stuff's gonna be around forever, so we have more than enough time. Like, I would for that. Right. So the next thing, (laughs) we're taking like a abrupt right turn from like pop culture news into news. Weird. This is this is your outline. (laughs) Well, this like you said, it's organic. See, so I listened to a podcast called Last Podcast on Left. This sounds really goofy. So I'm, I'm taking this podcast very seriously, and I want us to have the best product. And they had a Q&A session uh, on this podcast, and I absolutely love Last Podcast on the Left. And they were doing a Q&A episode, and one of them was like, how do you break into the podcast business? And one thing that they all talked about was like being organized and you know have material ready, um, and then kind of free flow off of that. So, you know, this is something we're trying because this whole um, first season is all about let's find out what works. Let's right. see where we can get in the groove. And, you know, this is something that we're trying out. But what we just did, talking about Game of Thrones and um, Stranger Things, that's the essence of the show. That's what I prefer. You know, I'd like to talk about this new stuff, but if we can keep that conversation, that's what I want from the podcast. So. I love that. Fucking, that's what I want to do is talk about Game of Thrones and nerd shit like that. I do love talking about Game of yeah. Thrones. So we don't even, we can fucking 86, all the, you know, these people dying about from vaping because that's not nearly as fun. It's <laughs> <as> talking about. <laughs> about but there are some fun things in there. Tell, tell the story, tell the story about the baby though. The uh, adoption story. Oh, that's okay. Fine. Yeah, you yeah. Had, you yeah had so, okay. yeah, so a- I'm gonna run through my news real quick. So a bunch of people died from vaping. So buy your shit from a real good place. Um, was it we, weed vaping? Was it? I thought it was cigarette vaping. It was. Um, uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, THC oil, and okay. it was mixed with vitamin, vitamin E, e yeah. and it fucks up your lungs. Um, and then this week, the House of Representatives said that open up banking for. Uh, weed shop, so that that's be, great. It's on to that's yeah, that's that's a powerful thing for weed. That that's is, a huge thing for weed. Absolutely, it would be, it's the safety issue. You know. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of these places are only cash only, and so they're paying their employees in cash. That's that's dangerous as fuck. And we had some people, um, some shops around here get broken into. One person got shot out, and it's because there's so much weed. It's like a casino. It's less um, guarded. Sometimes um, when I was driving for Lyft, I would pick up people who worked for weed stores, and they would say, like, they would have to get, like, a, it's like a credit card or a debit card of some kind, that's like, it's, but it's like a prepaid credit card thing. It was very crazy. Yeah. And they couldn't cash it. They couldn't, like, deposit that into their bank account to pay their bills, so they were just stuck with this thing that they didn't really want to use. So that will give them the option to, like, bank normally. Yeah. That's good for them. That, 
Yeah, I think it's a you know, huge step in the direction for uh, weed, total weed legalization. Yeah. Big, like what Sean said in one of our posts where he said he's with the NRA and they always send out pamphlets and information when they've sent out their emails about how they could help the cause of the NRA is doing after and he's like, I wish there was a way that we would do that. Like when they would come out and say, hey, not only here's what you need to know about what's going on with legislation, but here is what you need to talk about. Here's what you need to get your communities to talk about as far as like making weed more available and legal across the country and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that you know, you're really great on social media. Um, and then your reply to that was really good. It was a really great answer. Like, you know, it's something that Ma High Podcast can start um, champion and that can, you know, shows are great when they have a cause and that could definitely be a cause that we can start throwing after and that would be a good, great way to grow this podcast. You know, get out in front. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun uh, way to use the platform we have. Well, you know what? I went through that whole list. It was not even an hour. You We've done. Give him his. Right, one we have story to do the wanted. Ukrainian orphan or story. Do you want to just do a whole weird stories theme one week? Oh, here's yeah. the Ukrainian story this okay. week. Okay. All right, so this is to get everybody an uh, idea. So everybody get together, close in around the table. So we're gonna talk about. Crazy fucking story, uh, story coming out of Indianapolis. So, the this one couple adopted a baby from Ukraine. Um, she was told that she was mentally challenged. Um, she was six years old, um, and she was suffering from dwarfism. And so this, these parents are great people. Like, hey, come on, disabled Ukrainian baby, I'm going to adopt you to America. And so they bring this baby home. Um, the couple is Christine and Michael Barnett. Um, and they are from Indianapolis, like I said. Um, and they adopted this girl named Natalia. So they bring her home. And after, you know, a few months, this little six-year-old threatened to push the mom into an electrified fence to die. To kill her. And the mom's like, that's really weird for a six-year-old to do. Um... Then the daughter came back and said, I'm going to pour bleach in all of your coffee. Because um, I want to kill you. I'm going to literally pour bleach in all of your coffee and you're going to die. And they're like, this six-year-old's really fucked up. Like, what they do to her in U- the Ukraine? Um, it was when she threatened to stab them all in their sleep that they're like, something's really fucked up about this six-year-old kid. And so they took her um, to the doctor and they found out that she had... Um, the bone density and the mental capacity, and um, even though she had dwarfism, um, she was fucking 22 years old. She was a 22-year-old um, posing as a 6-year-old. And so what the family did was they took this fucking 22-year-old psychopath, they rented this apartment in Indianapolis, got her all moved in, and then fucked off to Canada, leaving this chick to live by herself for three years. And nobody knows what happened to this person, this Natalia chick. Um, but... Um, the Indianapolis police are charged with um, abandoning a child, but this is actually a 22-year-old fucking person impersonating a six-year-old kid. I mean, this is... If you guys have seen the horror movie Orphan, this is exactly... are imitating life. I mean, exactly. Weird. Weird fucking story. That is a fascinating story. The weird thing is this Natalia chick disappeared. There's no record of... A dwarf, a 22 year old dwarf dying in the Indianapolis area. I mean, gone. Just gone. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I, I read, she could be upset right now. I did read one article on the Daily Mail, and I don't know how reliable it is, that said that there was a court paper in 2010 that said there was, like, bone density tests done that said she was eight. But when she was adopted, they said she was six. And I don't know if the, there was a, I don't know, a mistake of some kind in the test, because, you know, who knows, but there was that. One little piece where, because at first I was like, oh my god, this is horrible. And then I read that, I was like, huh, something's not right, but I don't know totally what it is. She could just be crazy mentally ill, you know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it could be a, a number of things. I think she is a, probably a hired killer from the Ukraine, and uh, I think she's after Joe Biden. So, uh, <laughs> former Vice President Biden, watch your back. There's a fucking 22-year-old dwarf after you. Just be careful. Well, I guess she's probably older than 22 right now if they left for That's two true. years. Math is not my strong suit. She's twenty five. Weird. That's a weird. That's a. I. I, I just try to imagine the theory of that happening, and like you never questioning it before, at any point. You know what I mean? Like outside of just killing you things, because like twenty two year olds say a lot of shitty things, and six year olds or eight year olds don't. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like those are the three examples that they gave. But if you think about it. There's probably a lot more regular examples, you know, like about when they're telling you what they want to eat. They're like, I fucking hate pancakes. You're like, I wonder why my six-year-old says I fucking hate pancakes instead of just I don't want pancakes. I could go for some pancakes. Pancakes are good. Pancakes are good. So, um, yeah, man, that's crazy. That would be so weird. That's terrifying, though. Just imagine, you know, you're trying to do a good thing, you're trying to be a good people, and right. then you adopt this baby and they want to diagnose your uh, coffee with bleach. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. So, le- like, what's the lesson? They uh, Just be careful, don't adopt Russian-Ukrainian babies because they might want to kill you. Is that the lesson we're learning? I actually think if anybody would take anything from this, it would be the... Attempted Russian killer babies who are out there listening to our podcast right now, and the best way to get rid Ukrainian. of people Ukrainian, sorry, Ukrainian killer babies listening to our podcast out right now is that if you want to get away with killing everybody and dousing their coffee with bleach, just do it. Hey, don't, if you, don't, yeah, don't say I'm going to do it right. and then do it because you just set yourself up. Right. You're a terrible hitman if that's what you're doing. Right. Like, uh, and like maybe two different things. Like, maybe you could just one time be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. And they're like, oh, whatever. And then I'm going to douse it with bleach. But like the third time you make something up, they're just not sure you're going to do it, but they're pretty sure you're crazy. <laughs> and then you can't do it because people are watching you. <laughs> so that's my advice. That's what I learned. So if you're a Ukrainian hitman baby... Please email James at milehighpodcast.net. He will be more than happy to coach you on your uh, on your chosen profession. I will just tell you what not to do. Stop telling. Probably emailing me is not a good idea because <laughs> here's more advice. It's then you're admitting that you're a, a, a Ukrainian hitman. There's like a paper any, trail. Right. It literally. Yeah, we totally entrapped them. Right. Literally, they'd be like. They'd be like, who did this? I'm like, I don't know, Giant Balls 33? <laughs> he sent me this. He asked what to do next. I just contacted you. I so, think, you know, um, 
getting a bunch of Ukrainian hitman babies arrested, that'd be a really great advertising for our show. So, um, you know, come on, Ukrainian babies, uh, email James. We want you to get caught so we can promote our show. All right. And while you're, <laughs> weird twist. I don't even know what to add to that. I think that's the natural ending. I, I think, yeah. Yeah. You always end with the pitch to Ukrainian babies. So, it was very much like the theme of It too, when they kept saying, you know, the ending was not great, or you don't do endings very well. We're very much living in that. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I think they were warning you with the whole, you know, like kind of Inception version where the author and the, the, ah, I can't remember his name. Damn. Well, the kid that was an author, um, his book had a bad ending too, and it was like, I felt like it was a premonition. I liked his cameo, Stephen King's yeah, cameo. It was really good. That was great. But, you know, um, that's the big thing about Stephen King is he's always been told that his endings suck. And yeah. so we're very much, the show is following that. Our uh, show is a little bit abrupt. Uh, but I have some really <laughs> great um, subscriber and social media uh, information. Uh, usually we're trying to pull it out our ass when we're high as fuck. Yeah, I like And it doesn't go very well. So I have everything written down so I can more clearly articulate our social media and our subscriber information to you. So, at Twitter... At <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. First one, the first word out my mouth. Fuck it up. You've been saying this for weeks off the top of your head and I you know. never once called it Titter. <laughs> That's weird. That's... There are plus and minuses of having things written down. That's all it's saying to me is that... Sometimes you get a Twitter. I accidentally <laughs> I said it right. I accidentally. All right, Twitter at My Life Podcast. No. That's what it is. It is. Mean it. I am. It's Twitter at, at My Life No. <laughs> no, it's. <laughs> that isn't what it says. <laughs> Man, this is, we've done this so many times, so much better. All right. Uh-huh. Hi Podcast. That's Twitter at Hi Podcast. <laughs> at Hi Podcast. There you go. <laughs> I said it. Well done. And then our Instagram <laughs> is actually Mile High at Mile High Podcast. And then you can email. I'm crying now. I can't even see all my letters, but. You email us at redbeard at milehighpodcast.net, james at milehighpodcast.new. That's probably <laughs> never. <laughs> that is also probably net. I think it's time to go. I'll post it on Facebook. And then, no, there's. And then them, no, them on my podcast at gmail.com. And. Alright. I think that's so good. Was that weed come from again, Derek James? It was from. Uh, I have no idea. I dropped it. I dropped the case. It's. That's right. It was good. Mine was from good chemistry, so. That's a good thing. Mine was from aroma. Alright. So. I don't know what it was. Oh, it was Girl Scout cookies. I know everything about it. Never mind. I didn't need the. So you didn't need to, You need to have it on your uh, your planner there. See, if you had to read something, that's See, where it, it really comes. Up. 
That was the long. You talk about taking long things. That was the shortest amount of things we had to read, and that was the longest. Uh, that was great. So, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, will it, you guys have anything to say, or we're just going to go out laughing? No, man, that was good. All right. All right, well, tune in next time. We should have somebody here, maybe. I don't know. We'll try to keep our uh, composure a little bit better. <laughs> we won't. That's the best part. All right. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Podcast. Contact us at themilehighpodcast.com. That's themilehighpodcast.com.